I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Hey, welcome to episode one of our new podcast. Uh, I'm Dave. I am an engineer by trade, uh, but I do lots of sorts of other things. I'm Nancy, and I'm a dentist by trade, but I do a lot of other fun things too. <laughs> we don't want you to think we're sort of I don't locked know, into lo- our profession. Locked into our professions, because that's kind of a common thing in America where people ask what you do as if that's. Your it defines you. Is your identity that it defines you? Right. But let's uh, let's talk about what this podcast is and why we have it. Quite frankly, we're in the middle of COVID. We are looking for possibly more lockdowns here, and I just need some positivity in my life. I need something to look forward to, and I'm a sharer. Dave's a sharer. Uh, yes. And we just want to. Try to be uplifting to anyone that happens to listen to this. And it happens to be one person that we give a little encouragement to along the way. I think it's a success. For some context, we have reached middle-aged and learned some things that with some bumps and bruises along the way. And we think some of these things we've experienced other people could learn from. So that's hence the name, middle-aged wisdom. Right. It might be life. It might be business. It might be relationships, parenting. All sorts of things. So we hope to kind of tackle a whole bunch of different topics that are really interesting to a lot of different people. Yeah. So to, to get into today's topic, today we're going to be talking about failure. I actually, when you hear failure, sometimes you think of something negative. And I may be one of the only people that thinks of it as a positive thing. Because when I hear the word, I actually feel like you took a risk. Like you put yourself out there and it happened to not work out. Like you tried, or you tried something and it didn't work out, but at least you tried it. Yeah, you, you, it, it's the, there's an old Teddy Roosevelt quote about the, the, the warrior that actually enters the, the arena that, you know, people might have opinions about their performance or things like that or say, oh, they, they didn't do so good, especially like with athletes are the obvious example, but hey, at least they were out there actually trying. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we're going to tell you a story about my personal failure um, in the dental world, but please don't confine it to just dentistry. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are um, a stay-at-home mom, if you are a business person or you work for someone, just listen because I think that there's a lot of interesting, number one, it's an interesting anecdote, but also interesting take-home at the end. Okay, so what what I'd like to start with is uh, there's this ancient Chinese proverb that's pretty popular, but it's it's one that I heard once that really stuck with me. And part of it talk part of it to me is about uh, when something bad happens, that how you sort of deal with those circumstances. And if you take the short view, anything any sort of bad circumstances or maybe failure, bad thing you experience in life, if you kind of think very short term about it in the moment, it can feel like your world is ending and that sort of thing. But if you try to take the long view, there can be roads that lead from anything that maybe in two, three years from now, you're in a better place. 
because that happened sort of thing. So the proverb goes like this. Uh, there's, there's a man who lives on a farm and he has, has sons and he has horses. And one day one of his horses runs off and the neighbors all say, Oh, what terrible luck. That's so awful. You lost a horse. And the man says, well, maybe we'll see. Well, then a few days later, the, the horse that ran off comes back and lo and behold has three wild horses that came back with it. So now he's got four horses instead of just the one. And everybody's like, oh, wow, what great luck. That's so amazing. Now you have four horses where before you only had the one. And the man says, well, yeah, maybe we'll see. Well, then his son tries to, to tame one of the wild horses, get on and ride it, and he gets thrown, breaks his leg. And the neighbors say, oh, my gosh, what terrible luck. Your son broke his leg. And the man says, well, maybe we'll see. And, and then the last part of this anecdote goes, then the army came through town and was conscripting all of the able-bodied young men. And because his son had a broken leg, he didn't have to go off to war. So I don't want you to hear this proverb and think I, you know, you should be a nihilist and just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to care. It's, it's more that, you know, as you see the different circumstances in that story, that when they played out a little longer, it actually led to something better because of that bad thing that happened. And, and so today we want to share a personal story we have that's kind of in the same vein uh, and it relates to Nancy's experience uh, in business. If somebody was in, to walk into your office today, Nance, what, what would they see? They'd see a thriving business. They'd see a renovated space, modern style, architecture is beautiful, full staff of 14, um, just really just thriving. I mean, people want to be there. And you would never expect how I got there. Yeah, because 15 years ago, when you were just starting out with your own business, there was a point that it looked like you may even have to close. Exactly. Yeah, it was bad. So let's uh, let's take people back to your humble beginnings. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, so when I first graduated from dental school, um, I went into corporate. It was the easiest thing to do. A lot of medical providers do it because it's it's easy. It doesn't take a lot of interviewing. You have no money to travel to these places to interview. And honestly, they accept a lot of people <laughs> and it's easy. Like you a warm body? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Get in here. Come no. on in here. <laughs> get, get your butt in there. <laughs> so I... Um, signed us an 18-month contract. And within a couple of months, I knew it wasn't where I wanted to be, but I had to fulfill it. It's really hard to get out without an attorney, and I had no money at the time. So it just wasn't going to happen. So I decided to fulfill the contract. And in the meantime, I was going to use that time to get my skills up, really learn the business of the office, talk to the office managers, talk to the assistants, figure out how everything worked. How's insurance work? What does it mean? How do you collect copays? All these things that you don't really know when you come out of school. So you chose to, even though it was like a somewhat crappy situation, you chose to you gotta make it take lemons, advantage of right? it the best you could. Make, like, make um, lemonade out of lemons. So you... Um, I start looking at other places to buy. You know, I wanted to be my sole owner. I wanted that um, entrepreneurial um, place that I can manage and build. And I had an open mind. I lived in Denver, downtown Denver at the time. I could have gone anywhere. And in Colorado, we have Littleton, Centennial, Parker, Golden, Fort Collins. I mean, I could have, I was young. I could have driven anywhere. Anything would have worked. Um, so I find this adorable house that was a dental office in Golden. 
kind of looked like a mystical dental cottage like from it was so cute everybody always says it and it it brings back kind of bad memories for me but at the same time i'm like it was really cute i mean they had little flower pots outside i think it was painted purple or periwinkle yeah i think if they're you never see dental offices in in fantasy books or novels probably for a good reason but had (laughs) there were there to be one it would have looked like this right (laughs) um it had three spaces to do dentistry it had a little bathroom a little office in the back um front office and that was pretty much it 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 was quite quaint and small it was pretty obvious that the one of the dental operatories used to be the dining room right you know clearly in a home yeah (laughs) clearly so just for frame of reference buying a dental practice is very similar to buying a home in the area so if you lived in I don't know, Chicago, Illinois, a dental practice would be priced around the same as probably a townhome in Chicago, Illinois. Same thing for Denver. Um, it's about the price of buying a home. So when he, the person that was selling this practice, he said he was retiring and he said, um, he gave me the price and I thought it was a little bit higher, but I wanted it. I mean, he was a good salesman. I think he was a good judge of desperation too, Probably. perhaps. <laughs> I really wanted out of my corporate contract. And he said to me, he kind of sold the life, you know, like, this could be you, you will thrive in this office, you'll do so well. And his wife was dressed to the nines. Um, what you always remember the she she had this diamond. crazy diamond ring and, and yellow yellow diamond it was yellow I don't know why a yellow would be good I mean it I think sound, it's it just, probably fancy something I, we don't know about I, I think good marketing has made it sound fancy but anyway mm-hmm. she had this like crazy diamond ring and it's like she she'd like put it up by her face and then eventually you can't help but notice it and she's like oh this whole thing like <laughs> <laughs> it was just a gift from you know her, right. whatever her husband's name was who right. shall not no. He will remain nameless. Exactly. So part of buying the dental practice is the the zip code, like we talked about. Uh, it's also the physical stuff that's in there, the chairs, the office equipment, you know, all of that. But then the other part is... Is goodwill. So goodwill is the relationship that the patient has to the doctor. Um, did he serve the people well? Was he giving a good service? Did they like coming? Um, is it thriving? Is yeah, it more and, and more? Mm-hmm. And how many patients are actively visiting that practice what's, right. the, what's the size of the patient base right very important detail <laughs> very as you'll see <laughs> yeah so fast forward a couple of weeks we're working and i said to my sister gosh i we're only seeing one or two patients a day what what is going on and um i was starting to feel like i made a really really bad decision by buying this um i couldn't pay her i couldn't pay myself i couldn't pay my bills I was borrowing from every family member. Dave and I were dating at the time, and I remember we were probably close to the year mark of dating, and um, and I bar- had to borrow money from him. I mean, it was bad. I didn't have a lot of m- money to lend. I think either, it was probably so. a few thousand dollars, but it was still money that he saved, and it was yeah. it was bad. I was glad to. Just so glad to give that to you. We weren't even married, the poor thing. I mean, I could have just ran away with it. Um, Uh, I thought you were trustworthy. Okay, well, that's a good thing. It's a good trait. So my sister and I said, okay, we have to figure out what's going on. 
This doesn't seem as advertised, this practice. Exactly. Yeah, alarm bells are going off, but we don't know from whence the source of the alarm is coming. <laughs> right. So we stay after the one night, and I'm going through the files with her. And we get through the A's and the B's, and we're like, wow, there's some blank ones here. And we get down to the D's, the E's, and all of a sudden, we get to the middle section of the file cabinet. This is before we were doing notes on the computer. This is paper files yeah so when you go to like a medical or dental office you know, you picture those those big file shelves with just all those manila um, um folders those, right. there's just like dozens and dozens hundreds of them that's right. what that's what we're talking about right and so i pull out the m's the mc's the n's and they're blank not no medical history no treatment notes nothing so basically they put names on folders stuffed a bunch of folders on the shelf to make it look like yes there were a lot more patients in that practice than there were exactly so i mean i'm not going to get into the um the attorney stuff and how we tried to rescind this offer um it didn't work out but well this was after you already owned the place so it's like right. you're you're done your your course of action to, to i don't know your recourse at that point options are basically legal ones right yeah. you had your chance expensive kind of legal thing. ones yeah um so what do you do i mean i am not going to let this bad business decision predict the rest of my life like i am going to get out there i'm going to turn this around. I'm going to do whatever it takes to turn it around. This isn't me. This is not my life right now. And so we grabbed the bull by its horns. My sister and I said, we're just going to make this happen. We're just going to turn it around. So we start marketing. We started doing some advertising. Um, we were staying open late. We worked from seven to seven, Monday through Friday. We opened some Saturdays and we worked our butts off. And it started to pick up and the momentum started to happen and people were coming in and people were telling their family members to come in and all of a sudden that whole energy just turned around. So we didn't just lay complacent. We took the bull by its horns and we made it happen. So yeah, this is so she kind of had that moment where it's like the horse had run off, like in the Chinese proverb. And exactly. It's like, oh, what was me? Right. Right. And it just wasn't and, and I think that everybody out there can relate to this moment, but you have to take control of your own life. When bad things happen, you have to realize that this is not going to define you. It's not going to predict the rest of your life, that you have the control and the power to literally take whatever course of action you decide to do. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So lo and behold, we are picking it up. I'm able to pay my sister. I'm able to pay myself. And granted, it's not a ton of money, but we're at least able to pay our rent. And we're able to pay our supplies and our lab bills and everything else. And we um, start going out to the community. We are going out to health fairs. We're going out to community centers and asking them to um, kind of talk and like tell them what we're all about. We're making connections in morning groups with business owners around the area that might be able to connect us to other people. Again, we put the time and the effort into it because this is not going to be the end of my career. 
Yeah. So instead of waiting for that horse to come back on its own, this was Nance going out and is like, no, I'm going to find that thing. And you know what? I'm going to bring back three more horses. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's right. That is right. So I, one of the people that I ended up meeting was a dentist down the street and it was like a godsend. Honestly, he said to me, I need some help. I'm having some trouble with my neck. Do you think you can work a couple of days for me in the practice? Uh, he was a little bit, you know, later on in his career, I think he was, was he 60 yet? Was he in no. his 60s? No, he was young. He was only 50. Oh, he was in yeah. his early 50s. Yeah. yeah. So it was early to retire. Yeah. Um, and he said to me, um, do you think you can help me out? I was like, oh, thank God. Like I can really use the extra yes. money. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. I can do whatever you want. I was wanting, you know, to do whatever he wanted me to do. So I said, do you want me to work one day? Oh, you want me to work two days? Yes, I can work two days. And so I just altered my schedule and then it worked out. Well, fast forward a couple of months, he comes to me and he says, Nancy, um, so I have to retire early. I'm having some medical issues and I need to sell the practice. And before I put it on the market, I wanted to come to you and see if you wanted to buy it. And I thought, wow, okay. It was October 12th of 2008 that this happened. And so how many years after, that was like a year, year and a half after buying the other one? Well, that was the end of 2005. Yeah. So almost three years. Okay. Almost three years. years. Mm -hmm. But it's, we're, we're talking about, do you take on more debt? Right, right. right. You, like, oh Ex my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and one of the beauties was Nancy had been working out of that practice enough. So as opposed to the other situation in this one, she knew exactly what, its other practice was because she'd worked there. I knew it was busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I knew that I'd have patience and that it would be a good thing. I said, let me think it over. Uh, we are about to go to Texas next week. Um, the National Dental Convention was in San Antonio the following week. So let me just think about it over the weekend and I'll let you know. I said, okay, no problem. I, I do want to get on the market in the next couple of weeks. So if you can tell me as soon as possible, I really appreciate it. Dave and I are about to leave for the dental convention. It's October 16th. And we drive by the office. Dave goes in first. And well, we, we pull up, and as soon as we pull up to the office, and I forget exactly where we were going. It was to maybe just grab, to check on things, maybe, maybe grab something or print, print something or tickets or something. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we drive up, I can, I can tell something's really wrong because where the irrigation, the pipe comes up from the basement for the irrigation system, the copper pipe, the thing is bursting with water. It looks almost like a fire hydrant. It is just like there's water going everywhere. And I just bolt out of the car. And I think I let out some sort of curse word. And you, you didn't realize what was going on as quickly as I did. I just took off running. And you're like, what, 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 what are you doing? And I'm like, the water. And I just start running into the, into the building. And I stomp down in the basement. And when I get down to the basement, I don't know how long this must have been going on. But long enough that in the basement... There was there was like ten to twelve inches of water fully deep, like the basement was a bathtub, and I and I sloshed through it to go shut the water off. Right, and something happened with the water because the, the whole area was filled with steam, so much so that I can hardly see Dave in front of me. It was a very weird sensation when we went in there. Yeah, because the the water in the basement and then the the furnace was on and it was warm, and so the whole room just it's almost was, like a steam room. It was almost like a steam room in the upper mm -hmm. the upper floor. It was just crazy. Went down to the basement. All of my supplies are down there. So toothbrushes, paste, floss, gloves, masks, all the stuff that you would expect. And it is underwater. It, mm -hmm. it is not salvageable. And this is, at the, this is at the old dental practice, the first one we bought. Exactly. Yeah. And so I call it the biblical sign. 
and we get some people to help us out. We're supposed to be going out to catch a flight. We get out to the airport and I said, Dave, I'm just going to do this. I'm, I'm going to buy the practice and mm. I'm going to put myself in a ton more debt, but I'm going to do it because I feel like I need to get out of this situation more than I am. And I think that this is the prime opportunity. Mm -hmm. And this by far was the best decision of my life. Well, yeah. other than pairing my husband and having my child. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was it was one of the best business decisions. Then this was a really big deal though. She was you were gonna you were gonna take on a bunch of more debt, right? This it was, was a lot more debt. And so yeah. basically it was slightly less than the first practice that I bought, but now I'm basically owning two homes. Yeah. And I still am very much in debt. Yeah. And this is before we were married, so it was it was definitely yours. Wait, didn't we get married in 2007? Wait, when did you close on this practice? <laughs> it was Halloween of 2008, so this was definitely your problem too. Oh crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cuz wow. when you when you marry me, you marry all of me. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're uh just buying dental practice, it's just just a joy and <laughs> fun times. But look at us now. I mean, we have grown 10 times the amount of our collections um, from that first practice. It's been 10 times. And I'm not saying that as a yay us. I am just saying it clearly as what can happen when you put your mind to something, when you just don't take no for an answer, and when positivity is the only thing that you can let your brain think of. When you don't bring in the negative and you don't bring in the, oh no, what if, what if this happens? I can't do this. I can't take on this debt. I can't take on this responsibility. You're just going to think that you can't. You have to put it in your brain that this is the only option, that you are going to make it happen. You're going to predict your life and that you are going to set up your future. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to live with intention. I mean, we all deal with circumstances and sometimes we're all going to experience negative ones uh and like with the the, the chinese proverb with the the horse it, you know it's it's a matter of dealing with some of these things with a measure of equanimity that you know if you only think about what you're experiencing and feeling in the throes of that negative moment you know, just don't let it determine the course of the rest of your life. I mean, every anything can be channeled into something positive. And in some cases, like with Nancy's practice, you know, if you really think about it, the success she currently has, at least where she has it, would not have been possible but for experiencing that crappy, swindling dentist who sold us a lemon of a dental practice. We wouldn't be where we are. Had we not gone through that, she wouldn't have met this other dentist with the thriving practice that we purchased. Uh, it's not that we're happy or would thank that old dentist that swindled us that first one. If we were to meet him on the street, I definitely would not. But I also think that I have to look at the corporate experience mm. as a positive too. Um, mm -hmm. In the beginning of it, when I was first in it, uh, it, it was not where I wanted to be, but I used it to... Mm -hmm get experience, to learn everything I needed to learn, to learn the insurances, to really get down how to relate to my staff. My staff members from there, I still have ones that I keep in contact with. And that was a very, very long time. It was 16 years ago, 17 years ago. 
Yeah. And um, they're still um, in contact with me and I keep in touch with them and their families. And um, it was when I look back at it now, when I'm looking at it through the lens, I can see that it was fine. You know, it got me to where I am. And I think mm -hmm. that we can use that analogy to a lot of other experiences in our life, whether um, it's in relationships or in business world or um, a careers, what happens and what could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that we can use that as um, fuel. Yeah. Channel that, redivert yes. that, whatever that energy is, have that mindset of, I need to make something positive out of this because this stinks. And I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to channel this into something positive. And you know what? I know it's going to lead to something positive. Don't even make it a choice. Exactly. So on that note, keep the positivity going in that brain. Give yourself positive affirmations daily. Make sure that you keep the positive vibe and it will all come back to you. And remember that you have the power to make your life happen and make it exactly what you want it to be. I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, if you all have enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at middle-aged wisdom, where we share daily observations and musings about life. <laughs> Until next time. We'll see you then.